0: Hello, this is Dr. Taylor Hartman. You are listening to Very Best of Living and I am with my colleague, Kat Larson. Hi, Kat.
1: Hey, Taylor. How's it going?
0: It's going well. It's been a bit of a tough week for me Mm -hmm. and I'm going to talk about it today. Um, I I just think that um, it's important that people start thinking about what they're doing to enhance the quality of their marriages. So today is about Breaking down marriages or enhancing them. Uh, unfortunately, I'm in the business, or I have to start with the breaking down part before I can rebuild. Very few people come to prevent; uh, they come to treat. And so, by the time I get them, I have to work on the de- dissolution of the mm-hmm. relationship and what's happened to cause that. Then we rebuild, and that's what we have to do. So, oh, uh, we're gonna we're gonna talk about some painful things today. Um, the difficult things in life. It's interesting to me. I find marriage, uh, one of the greatest institutions in life, one of the truly greatest. And I mean that I think family is number two. I think marriage is number one. And I, and I will go the rounds on this with people. Cause I have many people that say, no, no, my kids are the greatest for me. Um, mm-hmm. my spouse is, is third or fourth. I'm like, okay, that's fine. But just so you know, if you look at it just realistically, your kids are supposed to grow up and go away. That's what they do. Mm -hmm. But your spouse shouldn't. Your spouse and you should uh, enhance each other's quality of life for the entire duration of the time you're here. So I'm a big believer in marriage, which you would never believe uh, if you'd known me when I was 22 and 23, because I was engaged five times and um, (laughs) broke all of them. So I, I was slow to the party to understand that uh, I took my wife to get me down the aisle and my dad paying for my honeymoon in Hawaii if I would just do it. So that was good.
1: Did you break all of those engagements or did somebody else break them also? I
0: broke them. You broke them. Okay. But I didn't break them out of malice. I broke them because I just thought marriage, engagement was what you do to decide if you want to get married. And that was probably not very fair. So yeah, I learned I wasn't ready for marriage or they were not the right one for me or whatever it might have been. There's different right. reasons. But having now been married almost 43 years. Congrats. Uh, wow. Yeah, thank you. I know it's, it's significant, especially when I consider probably in the first month, my wife and I had a real row. Like it was, we were, something was like amiss. We were fighting about it. And I, <laughs> I was packing my suitcase and my wife says, what are you doing? I said, well, obviously this is not working. Oh, one month in. <laughs> oh, buddy. buddy, there's going to be a whole lot more of this. You're not going anywhere. <laughs> I still remember that moment. I'm like.
1: Oh, okay.
0: <laughs>
1: well, it's that great Jerry Maguire line, which is like, you know, um, they're they're talking to each other and he goes, you think we're fighting and I think we're just starting to communicate. <laughs> so yes. true.
0: Yeah, that's a great one. That's exactly yeah. right. So yeah. I, I have grown into really appreciating the value of marriage. And I will say, it's interesting to me, people that have um, good marriages, and someone dies, or unfortunately they are, there's a divorce for other reasons. They they want to remarry. They like they're good at it. They value what it brings. Mm-hmm. People that don't do so well at it, they tend to be the ones to say, "Well, I don't I don't need this again. I, I've I've been through it once. It didn't work that time. Why would it work this time?" So I think it is one of those things where if you do it well, you're a proponent of it, right? If you mm-hmm. don't do it well, you kind of mock it. And mm-hmm. yet, those people who mock marriage, in my mind. Are less happy, less fulfilled, less connected than those who value it, whether they're married or not. Mm -hmm. So today we're going to talk about what breaks down this incredible institution, which I am so devoted to, as I know you are as well. Yes. Uh, I want to talk about what makes that not happen. So I was talking to a couple just the other day. Um, He's blue and she's red. And I said to them both, they've been to a therapist who did not like the red woman. And kept saying, you guys need to be divorced.
1: <laughs> and the mm-hmm. red woman
0: loved her. She goes, I noticed the therapist didn't have a ring on her finger. I think she wanted my husband. But, <laughs> but I don't see them that way. I can see why they are together and what good they could be together. And I love the fact they're red and blue because a red and blue couple always has conflict. Like that's just the nature of the beast because they both right. Think they're right. And they both are very controlling and want things on their terms and they have reason they stay together is they're very committed. Like they don't just give up easily.
1: Can I ask a question real quick? Yeah. Are there marriages that you, cause you just said, I couldn't see that it would work. And I, I, I see this and this. Are there some marriages that you've looked at and said, eh, probably not going to work.
0: Oh, absolutely. I've seen couples that honestly, the motive why they got married in the first place was never right. Never was got right. It. So when the foundation's wrong, you can't fix it, but if you can't fix it, then you shouldn't be. Why? Right. Don't use it as a hammer. Like, mm-hmm. no, we made a commitment, we're going to get through it. No, no, no. That's not what marriage should be. Marriage is mm-hmm. something that both people are better off together, like synergy. Not one's better at the other's expense. Yes. Okay? okay. So I'm strongly about both. I mean, I really do believe, I believe in marriage, but I also am very much a proponent of divorce. If you made a mistake, don't just compound it.
1: Okay? Okay. okay. So I'm sorry, I took you off your, your
0: track. No, no. I've got this red and yellow, red and blue couple. And yeah. I said to them, can you help me understand why you make this so difficult? Like, tell me why you think you make, you're so committed. You come every week to see me. This is your savings you're spending. Instead of putting it in savings, you're coming to see me. I want to know why you're making it so difficult. And I, I think it was interesting, the response that I, I, I sensed from each of them was, I don't feel appreciated, understood, valued for who I am. Like what I want, like the the male wants a sexual connection. Mm-hmm. He really wants to know she wants him mm-hmm. that would show him that. And she, on the other hand, is saying, I want a partner that wants to go do things with me or be things with me. Mm-hmm. Like that would make me more interested in having a sexual relationship. Does that make sense? Yes. So they're, they're, they're torn with, it's about me. You're not getting my need, right? And so... Get one of them off of their need to meet the other's need is my goal. That's what I'm trying to make happen. To entice one of them to stop making your priority more important than the other person's.
1: Would that more likely be a red or a blue? That would what? That would that would get off their need. Would, would it be a blue that would say, okay, I'm going to...
0: No, it would be a no, red.
1: Is that right?
0: Yep. Reds are much more easy to manipulate and move and persuade than a blue, a blue feels if they have been wronged or if they think they're right and it's important, then that's where you should go. Got and it. and they can't get off it as easily. They get stuck emotionally. Mm-hmm. They're much harder on shifting and change than a red is. Okay. If a red that sees it, it isn't working, then, you know, they're they're more more receptive to, okay, all right, I can see this isn't going to work this way. And in fact, it reminds me of another couple I talked to this week and he's red and she's blue. And I... What a different experience it was. Like it was night and day difference in that she was saying, I'm hurting and when I'm hurting, I lash out. I go after him. Yeah. And you know that's the wrong thing to do, but at the at the bottom it's always I'm hurting. I feel misunderstood, I feel unsafe. And she's had very a lot of trauma in her growing up years and in life and he is a solid, wonderful man who's red and as a red man he has special needs. like just the nature of the beast. He <laughs> Being aware of her, emotions, right? right? right, He's not unwilling to hear. He's not like saying to me, Taylor, that's not fair. You're asking more of me than you should. None of that's happening. So I, I said to her, just could you, could you please see him as special needs? Let's start with that. <laughs> so you don't judge him so harshly. Like he takes a little longer to get around to getting it. And would you please honestly say to him, every time you're fighting or struggling, I'm hurting. I need your help. Just go there. Because I'm telling you, red men are the best rescuers in the world. Mm. They know what to do. Mm-hmm. But if they don't know what to do, they de- they're they not good. They're not good at all. So it's very- so they won't even try. No, because they fail. They do They want to fail. And exactly. And they will fail because they're not going to get to the core of it, which is, I'm hurting. Would you just be there for me? They'll try and fix it. Which is not going to solve the problem. So then they're like, "I can't win no matter what I do, right?" Yes. So I, I, I mean, my, I am very empathetic to them. I get it. I understand where they I mean, I'm not, I'm not that way by nature because mm-hmm. I'm not a fixer, but they are. And so, and then of course the woman, the blue, uh, in this case, um, the blue woman does not get what their needs are, but they have to take ownership, which she was willing to do. She said, "You're right. I attack. I don't say I'm hurting. I don't do that, and I need to do that." So that was good. So it's really good. I'm excited about the growth of the one that can see it. The other one's more stuck in getting over themselves enough to allow the other person to have their needs met. And it's funny, by the way, that the red woman will say to me on several occasions, "I have felt much more connected, like we're hanging out, and I'm feeling like there's more love and reason to be sexual." And then he'll make a comment that is such a turn off that it's like, "Oh my gosh, I have no interest anymore," and he's oblivious to it. So, so he's losing everything he wants most by his. Behavior. So that's the work that we're trying to do. But, but I love their commitment as is typical of red, blue. Let's find a way to fix this. Cause they're not, they don't give up, but sometimes they stay stuck, stuck in a very negative way. Okay.
1: So Taylor, you know what you need to do? You need to, you need to create a, a little tiny, well, they have them put a little microphone in his ear. And then you're just on a headset like Bill Belichick, and you're calling in the signal to these guys. Like, (laughs) say this now. (laughs) You would be a gazillionaire. I'm just saying.
0: (laughs) You you have no idea how many people have said to me, could we do that? (laughs) I'm like, you do know I don't want to be in your head. You do know (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I have my own life I want to live. But I felt <laughs> bad because when I say special needs, I mean that very endearingly. I don't believe their intent is to be um, ins- insensitive. I don't believe that. I just think they don't know what to do. So they see- appear totally insensitive.
1: But and they're I- so smart and they're so fact-driven. Wouldn't it just be obvious the facts are this? She feels hurt when somebody feels hurt, do this?
0: No, because the fact is emotional. The fact is I- I'm i hurting. Don't understand it. They don't live in that world. It makes no sense to them. What do you mean You're hurting. That's not the truth. <laughs> so, oh, <geez. laughs> so, so that piece is interesting about that for me. But I want, I want people to know that are listening, if you're in a marriage that's struggling, number one, get over yourself. Now, I am not saying become a servant and slave to your partner. Just mm-hmm. make them a priority and lose you. I'm not saying that at all. There are people, by the way, that if you did this legitimately, you would know they're the wrong person and you'd move on. Mm-hmm. On clean. I always tell a couple I'm working with, just give me six months. I will get you in a place that you need to be regardless of whether your marriage works or doesn't work. And if it doesn't work, you'll be way more ready to move out and find a new life. Because if you leave now, you're a victim and you're helpless, you're bitter, and you're resentful and you're, you're focusing on the wrong thing. On the other hand, what I've discovered, Kat, which is really interesting, is that so often people get better when they make their commitment to me, they'll do that. That their mm-hmm. spouse said, oh, that, now I remember why I married you. Oh, that's yeah. I'd forgotten about that piece.
1: Yeah. Right. Well, so. yeah. Well, and you said something that's important when you say get over yourself. I mean, you know, what I've learned from you is the, is that process of, you know, get yourself, get your truth, own yeah. your truth, get your truth, own your truth, then get over yourself. So it's important that you just, you can't just get over yourself. You have to do that process you teach. So talk for a second about that. Because that's really important, I think. Like, you have to spend some time in yourself. Getting over yourself doesn't mean that you unload all your needs and don't talk about them.
0: Not at all. Right. Remember, I talked about the woman who's a yellow with red and she's got a white son. Yes. So she's speaking Russian and he speaks English. Right. She has got to speak English
1: mm-hmm. to communicate.
0: But her thinking is Russian is what we speak in this house. Mm hmm. So her ability to get over herself means, oh, he's not as quick as I am. He doesn't respond as well as I do. He doesn't communicate easily like I do. So Mm -hmm. I learned to speak English. Now, every time I travel and I try and speak the language of the people that I'm with, Mm -hmm. they are always more appreciative and always more helpful to me than if I only speak my language. I don't Mm -hmm. care who they are. I don't care that I'm in their world and their country. And I just act like that's what we're all going to speak is my language. They're Mm -hmm. less interested in helping me. But the minute I try and understand them on their terms, they are so helpful. So I think if people would just stop for a minute and say, well, of course I want things my way. Who wouldn't want them that way? Right? Mm -hmm. Like I love to travel. I could travel every week and be happy. My wife doesn't want to travel every week. She likes to come home and enjoy the surroundings she lives in, the beauty of what she's created. Okay, yes. that's fine. So what if what if I said to her, well, no, it doesn't matter that you like that. It's nice to have that, but we have that when and if we come home. Well, then I'm making it all about me. It's only yeah. what I want that matters, right? So right. I'm asking our listeners, please start by saying, okay, I understand you want what you want, but if I were to teach you a way to get it by making it not what you want today with the expectation you will get what you want down the road, would yeah. You do that? Yes. Okay. The results would be I'll get what I want. When I teach you 100% responsibility, I always mm-hmm. say, look, the bottom line is you just want to get the result you want. So I say to them, so commit to doing, I will take 100% responsibility. I will do whatever it takes to make this work for you. And then if you do that, just do that for a period of time, you'll find a softening an awareness, a growth. Now, it's possible this person is so dysfunctional, so damaged, it doesn't work. But if it doesn't work, you're much freer to say, ah, clearly, you don't want to do the work. You don't want me in your life. You just want everything on your terms. That's not going to work for me. And that's not the person you want to be with anyway. But more often than not, I'm talking 90% of the times, if you'll take 100% responsibility, I will fix me. I will do whatever it takes. To make this work, you'll see the other person rise. They'll get better. You'll see it. Yeah. Absolutely.
1: I love that because if they don't, I mean, and there's an answer in both of those things. If they do great, here we go. We're off to the races. If they don't, okay, now I make decisions based on that.
0: Right. Well, so yours. that
1: that's so good.
0: There are answers, right? There's that's answers. Important. Yeah. You're going to get answers to be able to move on and move up or move out or, but you'll mm-hmm. get in and you'll do it clean. You won't do mm-hmm. it clean. Yeah. One of the things that does bother me a a lot, um, I always love Scott Peck's work, uh, The Road Less Traveled. It's it's, uh, a remarkable piece of work in mental health. And one of the things he talks about is the reason people don't have good mental health typically is because they are undisciplined and they want instant gratification.
1: Yeah. They
0: want things when they want them on their terms. And so what I find is – This week, I had a couple of times where I've had two men step out on their wives and have affairs, very different experiences. One was for an extended period of time, and the other one was very, very brief. Mm -hmm. But in both cases, they were making their needs a priority over the spouse. And I want all of our listeners to know that I respect 100% the person that says, I, I've chosen to take a different path. I'm going to end the relationship with you rather than drag you through that process by not telling yeah. you the truth. I want to end this before I move forward. I I know some people are like, well, that doesn't that's not how it happens. Like I have to have somebody else validate that I'm worthy and wonderful, and then when I know that, then I can leave this person. I'm like, so it's all about you again. It's <laughs> all about you. It's not about others. If you're making, just know. That when you step out on someone I, that my heart broke this week when a woman sat in my office and said to me, "I don't know if I can ever believe he loves me ever." Again. And the, and the man has decided that he wants her, he's changed his way, he's committed. Ugh. the heartbreak of this poor woman who did nothing wrong, she, and she said, by the way, which I love about her, I've even thought, maybe I should go do revenge sex. But I can't do that. It's not who I am. I'm not. I'm not built that way. I'm much more committed to you know being legit. Yes. So I can. That's not an option for me. And then to have her say to me, I don't know. The more I discover what really did go on, if I'm ever going to believe I'm loved, I know I'm lovable, but loved by him. And I want him to love me. Ah.
1: So there's that risk we were talking about before.
0: Yes. There's that risk. Yep, 100%. So all of you listeners, I want you to know, you need to take ownership for what am I, am I doing an instant gratification taking care of my needs? Justifying, of course, justifying, Mm -hmm. well, I'm not prepared for the way I want to be. Uh, He or she doesn't look the way I want them to look. Um, All the excuses in the world, whatever they are. Mm -hmm. If Mm -hmm. you're thinking that way, you're not legit. You're not doing the right thing by yourself or them. So the right thing is for you to step up and say to the person, I'm not happy, and then find out whether you're not happy is legitimate, or if you have contrived it, you've made it that way. Because what I have found is sometimes it really is legitimate, like you are not being cared for. Other times, it's you have an expectation of your partner that is totally unrealistic. It's not even in the same ballpark, like uh, of loving you. And I have people that are just so cruel in their expectations that of course they they can validate having an affair because what they expect of their spouse no one could do, and no one will do by the way, (laughs) because typically the ones they go off and have the affair with they then cheat on them too. So um,
1: well, yeah, and and I have a question. I mean, I don't know if you know this is might be unfair, but like statistically, I don't know what the research is like are. Are affairs like you know? Do they happen as much as they have in the past? Is it rising? Do you know anything like that?
0: It is rising, and, and just so you know, the statistics for those that have affairs to succeed in those affairs in a marriage are very poor, mm-hmm. because you always know you're started with cheating as well. So yes, high standard up. You, you've got to know that's a reality. That's a possibility. So gosh. I, I get it. I get the temptation. I understand the, the drama. I get I get it 100%. My point is, if we're talking good mental health and good relationships, and put, I, I can remember Kat, this man. Oh, my gosh. He was so great. He was a white, very successful in business. And he sat mm-hmm. at a table and said to me, he was at our Thanksgiving dinner. He goes, I will never know what it's like to have Thanksgiving with my whole family. I've married so many times that my kids or I, or whoever I was with will never all be together in the same place. Oh. The same and oh. I was very touched by his awareness. Like he was a typical white, like they're very good thinkers. They process. Yes. You
1: know. yes.
0: And so he clear. Was, because of his choices, the self-serving choices he made business was a priority. Easy come with women versus, you know, committing to them. He would never have that moment of, of that in his life. And I thought that was very telling and very humble of him. So if you want to have a commitment to a long-term relationship, I'm just asking people to think about, am I in this on my terms? Or am I open to looking, number one, am I meeting the needs of my spouse? And am I even asking my spouse what would make them happy? And am I willing to try that? Or am I still stuck with uh, anger and bitterness and selfishness? about my needs are not being met. That's kind of the weakest link controls the relationship. You have to always remember that. Always remember that. That if I'm not willing to communicate and you are, I own us. Now, you're the better person, but you can't get any more out of me than blood out of a turnip. I'm I'm still going to own how much communication and love or whatever we have because I'm the weakest link. And in most marriages, everybody is the weakest link in different areas. Yeah like finances, sexuality, you know, uh, nurturing the children. I mean, we're all strong and weak. No one's not typically is anyone always the strong one. Right. Right. But, but I do want our listeners to know that one of the best things you can do is start asking yourself, so where am I the weakest link? Like, where do I drag down our relationship? Like, do I not ever tell you that you're beautiful? Do I not ever tell you that I appreciate you in my life? Do I not ever buy you something to let you know that you're special in my my thinking or that I think of you? Do I ever offer to have sexual relations with you or do I wait for you to come to me? I mean, do I spend too much money? Do I, I mean, all those things are very easy to kind of ferret out if you are humble and if you have self-awareness. But if you're living in justification and arrogance, you'll never see it. In a million years. In fact, if you're that way, friends are validating that you are not that way when you probably are. So it's real important for people to think, okay, so where am I? Where am I? Mm-hmm, the weakest link.
1: Okay. The, all right. I'm, I'm writing that down. And great. so now I'm going to go do that. I would love to like, I'd love to continue this conversation next time we're together. Cause there's a couple questions I have that I want to think about this week. Would that be okay? Yep,
0: that's great. We'll okay. That
1: Cause there's a lot here.
0: Oh there's so much more here uh, i and I do want our listeners to know I don't know much greater pain uh maybe the loss of a child rivals it, but that's about it. I mean there's not a whole lot more that is as painful as knowing that you're not loved, yeah, exactly. You- so let's let's talk more about this next time. That'd be good. All
1: right. That sounds great. Thanks, Taylor.
0: It's wonderful. Thanks, Kat. And listeners, we love you. We love having you aboard. Thanks so much for what you do. You can always ask me questions at Taylor at taylorhartman.com. Just put in the content line or subject line podcast. And Sounds great. On. Thank you.
1: All right. Talk soon. Bye now. Bye. Hey, Color Code family, it's Kathy Larson. I want you to take down a number. I want you to put this in your contact list under the people code. The number is 385-526-2350. Again, 385-526-2350. Text the word VIP to that number and you'll get back from us a request for your name and your email. That way we'll be in touch with you on anything that's happening at the People Code, any offerings, exciting things that are coming up, and you can let us know what your needs are by texting us at that number. Look forward to staying connected even more. Thanks so much. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.